0: Welcome everyone. This is Alex Sakaguchi. You're listening to the Voice of Veritas podcast where we dig into the truth and in information. I'm joined today by a very special guest, our Vice President of User Experience here at Veritas, Ms. Killian Evers. Welcome, Killian.
1: Thank you, Alex. Glad to be here.
0: So we're gonna be talking about a very special topic today. Um, you know, we we do these podcasts often. Our listeners get a chance to hear about all the great technology that we're putting out all the great work that our engineering teams are involved in. But this is the first one we're actually going to do on design. So before we get into that topic, why don't you take a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes, uh, and introduce yourself, give, us a, give our listenership some insight into your background, what you bring to the table, what excites you about Veritas, that sort of thing.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks, Alex, first of all. And second, thanks for you guys for listening. Um, I have to say I love my job. I think I have the best job in the world, because there are two things that I'm really passionate about outside of my kids and my family and my dog and that stuff. Number one, I love technology, and number two, I love design. and so. I feel like I have the best job because every day I get to work with both. I get to work with the latest, greatest technology here at Veritas, and I get to apply world-class design to it. The opportunity here at Veritas was super exciting to me because it's really a chance for us to for me and my team to be able to participate be on the cusp of transformation here at Veritas about applying great world-class design to what is already arguably world-class technology and engineering so that's a little bit about me
0: awesome so um let's dive right into the topic then so you're you know we talk a lot about design i think every one of us um, really love some of the elements of design that we see in the use of our technology today. But Veritas is typically an enterprise software yeah. company, so <laughs> talk to me a little bit about incorporating or the importance of incorporating some of the design aspects that you're talking about with enterprise technology and what does that do for a customer in terms of their, their experience.
1: Right, so let's actually talk a little bit about what are these core design principles. And fundamentally, they are rooted in human behavior because really good design is really about understanding what are humans, what we do, how we are, what we like to do, how we perceive the world, and how we really want to interact with the world. So if we kind of boil it down, you can think of design really about three principles. Number one, simplicity. Number two, making it intuitive, Right, which really means intuitive to us humans. And number three, making sure that it is integrated. And when you apply those principles to an enterprise class company, then you kind of open up a whole other level of discussion to really understand what is intuitive, what is simple, and how do we get to that integrated experience that we need to move toward.
0: So I love that, and let me be a little self-deprecating just for, you know, for a second. I've been here at Veritas now for roughly seven years, And um, there's a lot of great things that our customers say about Veritas. They love the scale, they love the confidence, the reliability of the technology, the fact that we've done this for a long time. So they they have a lot of trust in our technology. They have a lot of, um, they believe in our engineering Mm -hmm. teams. We've delivered for them, uh, you know, literally over decades, right? A number of different areas, data protection being one of the main areas. One of the things that they haven't said is that we're simple. Yeah, that's so, um, so you know what? talk to me a little bit about that. Let's, let's go through each one of your pillars. Yeah. You mentioned simple, you mentioned intuitive, you mentioned integrated. Let's start with simple, so talk to All me right. about simple.
1: So um, I'm a woman of analogy. So let's use an analogy to kind of drive home the problem because people always ask me, how do you design for simplicity? How do you come up with that? I'm a product manager, I'm an engineer, I wanna do what's right, I just don't know how. Well, you probably have a closet and research has shown mm-hmm that inside of your closet, you probably wear, statistically speaking, about 20% of your articles of clothing, about 80% of the time. So what's happening is you're going into your closet and you're wearing over and over the same kind of combination, right, set of clothings pretty commonly. Now, if we think about that very basic human behavior and we apply it to software, we apply it to an experience in our products, what we're really talking about is saying, boil it down for me. Put that clothing front and center in the closet. So if you think about the clothing as the things you have to do, right, with the software, make that front and center. Make that the easiest possible thing for me to do because I'm always going to grab that shirt because that's the shirt that I always wear on Tuesday. Um, That there are special articles of clothing that you want to keep in your closet. Mm, Perhaps it is a tux that you wear on very special occasions. Maybe it's only once a year, but you still need it. You can put that toward the back of the closet. You might, it's OK because you're only using it once a year. You might want to move the other clothes right, to be able to get to your tux. And that's OK. It's acceptable for you as a human. You understand that? That's rational because you only use the tux once a year. You don't need it right in your way uh, in front of the other shirt that you always use. So if you think about the things that our users are doing, which is why Mike is talking so passionately about personas, those are our users.
0: Mike being our chief product officer just for our listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
1: So if you think about that, what he's really trying to say is know Alex, know what's in his closet, know what's important to him and then design to that. Make the tux a little bit, you know, further away to get to. That's okay because you know that the tux is only used once a year.
0: I think that's a great analogy. Um, You know, and I I, I can't say that, you know, with our our products today, you know, before you came on board here at Veritas, that we haven't tried to make things, um, you know, as simple as possible. Not that there wasn't obviously room for improvement, but, you know, I think this is also kind of a typical situation that many companies might find themselves in when they're (laughs) led by engineering and, you know, sort of there's a lot of... I'm trying to be careful with this, but a lot of need desires, for yeah, competing, yeah, competing needs, desires. Yeah, competing desires. We have to be comprehensive. Right. We have to, oh yeah. We totally. We have to do all these things. Right. Our users have all these different u- use cases. Right. Your Tux example. They yeah. have to go to the ball once a year. They have to do this. And so let's take all have of have them somehow. I got to have my tennis outfit in there. I got to exactly. have all this stuff. Yeah, totally. And what happens is right. you end up like sort of treating all of those with the same level of priority right. and putting them all in front. So right. That's my analogy. But once you give me, if you can and feel comfortable. Yeah some examples of maybe
1: um oh there's a good one uh, i was called to flight in new york this was at a prior job uh to meet with the un because we had sold the un some software and they had taken it and they had uh, gone ahead and customized right the software to go ahead and use it and they had as a committee right they all came together and everybody was saying and i need these right fields and i need these fields and so at the end of the day, they had accumulated everybody's needs, treating them equally. And what happened was um, they had this great use case where it, it would take you um, through their software process, which was our software at the time, to apply for a job. Quiz time. Guess how many pages you, an, a user would have to go through to apply for a job at the UN in the late 1990s. uh, 90. (laughs) 9-0. And so this is a really extreme case, probably one of the most extreme cases in my career. But I loved this experience because when I went to the UN and talked to them, we really were able to distill down that, hey, that tennis outfit is not as important as the Tuesday shirt. And so what happened was when you design by committee, when you treat everything as equal, everything becomes unequal, in effect, right? Because you you will provide an experience that is not optimal. And so that's the reason that you have my team here. That's the reason that you have product owners here. And that's the reason that I'm really pushing for leadership and for understanding of design. Because I really want all folks from, from any particular avenue to raise their hand and say, wait, if we put everything in here, we're getting nothing at the end. Because we're just confusing our users. So I think that is the real challenge that all of us have to hold in our heart when we're having conversations about, wait, but this is important too. Wait, but this. So um, keep in, I I tell this to my designers all the time, keep in mind the difference between opinion and fact. So I go back to the personas. What do we know about that user? Do we know that they need a tennis outfit on Wednesday? If they do, yes, it's prioritized. If they don't, if it's just a, I think, if it's an, I think that's an opinion, move that down because likelihood that tennis outfit doesn't need to be in the closet right in front of the Tuesday shirt.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So um, what about the second pillar, intuitive? Oh, yeah. Can you expand on that one?
1: Yeah. So um, have you you been into the, I believe it is the Pacific Heights conference room down on the second floor here at Mountain View? Have you gone into that conference room? Many times. Okay. Have you gotten out of that conference room?
0: Um, Yes.
1: Okay. And it's stunning that you didn't remember this. But um, I challenge you, if you go and I shut the door and I ask you to come out, you're going to go, ah. And that's really a principle of intuitive. So let's talk about that. The handle on the inside of the conference room is put on backwards. And so I observed, as I was sitting in the conference room for the first time, people got up, and everybody went, ugh. And they made a noise, a grunt. And they flipped the handle the other way in a rather awkward maneuver to get out of that conference room. This is an example of intuitive, right? The handle being on backwards, it's pointing down instead of out, and it's a lever handle. So you have to actually take it from the down position and pull it up, and then pull the door towards you, which is a rather awkward movement. And it's not very well intuitive. So really the principle about intuitive is, look, if the door has a flat, right, uh, um, affordance on it, is a technical term for us designer people, Uh, it's a thingy to do, right, a thingy to interact with, If it has a flat one, people are just going to presume it's intuitive for us to push, right? You don't really pull on those flat things. If a handle, if the door handle is a lever, it's pretty much facing out one way or the other, and people know you grab it and push down. That's what's intuitive to us humans. Mm -hmm. So follow those principles of intuition. Follow that. Follow what humans expect. Learn when to be special and when not to be special. My favorite door handle example in that conference room is special in a bad way because it is unintuitive. Um, the, I've seen a lot of I've seen designers, I've seen PMs and and, and engineers as well, everybody, I say, I want to make the best LOV. I want to make my LOV special. I'm gonna give it glitter and I'm gonna turn it pink and it's actually gonna open up instead of down on a web page. That's not intuitive. Nobody else is doing that. There's no need to put special on that. You're not gonna sell more product by doing that. So understand what things are intuitive, what things are common, leave them alone. And just designing them for that purpose is great. That's exactly what people want. That's what they expect. Then put your energy into what really will differentiate the product, what will really sell the product. That's where you can take it up a notch, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's the principle of intuitiveness. Yeah,
0: no, that makes sense. Uh, it, it was crazy to me. I have a one-year-old, and the first time she got a hold of the iPad, she never she had yes. no, went through no tutorial, right? There's no like yeah. video training she went through. As soon right. as she got the, the iPad, she started swiping, and yeah. I was like, crazy she's like born with this intuition on how to operate but not really
1: it plays on how we we are humans we touch Mm -hmm. right we we are very tactile we are sensory we talk to things um we we instinctively know to talk higher to not only children to our pets right who are geared toward listening at that level so what a lot of what we do as designers is key into that, Mm -hmm. key into how humans behave and how they think and how they want to touch and interact with their world, and actually support technology to do that. And now is an incredible time to be doing this, because finally, finally, technology is pivoting to catch up with humans. Whereas before, when the Industrial Revolution came out, sorry for the journey. We were told, we humans were told, pull, lever, push, button, right? Repetitive and got all these injuries and whatnot. Finally now, technology is shifting to say, okay, we're actually going to work the way that humans work. In which case, it increases adoption, ergo explosion, right, of technology usage, and interest in it because we're seeing it as as an aid, as a part of our life now, because Mm -hmm. it's feeling more intuitive to us.
0: Okay, let's quickly hit the at the third one integrated what do you mean by integrated oh gosh there's
1: so many ways we can talk about integrated so we talk about integrated in terms of you know our products integrating with each other to work better to provide more value to our customer Mm -hmm. that whole product concept that Mike had talked about in his last all hands Um, we can also talk about integrated in terms of integrated uh, in terms of like other aspects of technology so i just we talked about voice we talked about touch those are other integration points that we can think of from the design paradigm that we haven't explored and by the way neither have our competitors hello um explored to give us that cutting edge right into where we need to be going so we can think about integrations actually at multiple different levels. Mm-hmm. And I think all of those fall under the integrated word in, in, my, in my book, in my thinking about how we can help use design, really, to make our products more effective and, and better selling and, 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 and delight
0: our customers. We've seen some of this already with, mm-hmm. um, with the exposure of different APIs, for example, yes. the integration between our products that you mentioned. Um, and then probably where you're most involved in is that whole integrated experience that's between right. all these different functions. So that's great. Let me let me ask you. You know, in terms of uh, our listenership and our customers, mm-hmm. when should they start to see what you're doing? <laughs> when when should they? We don't have to get specific to products and releases here, but I think yeah. there's a lot of anticipation. There's a lot of build up to what we're doing yeah. at least internally at Veritas. This is an exciting time. It is right. So. What sneak peek or what insight could you give our customers as to when they should start to see the fruits of your labor?
1: Oh, soon, really soon. So we are super excited because we are rolling out with some of our key flagship area products, some of these new experiences. And what is even more exciting is the roadmap of products and versions going forward Mm -hmm. so it's not like i can just say just one product that we're doing this Uh uh-uh it's even better than that they're across all of our products we are continuing to make improvements and so you're going to start seeing release after release for our products more and more improvements and that's what i think is so fabulous
0: so we've had we've had guests on the show that went deep into the engineering aspects and technology aspects of V R P of Net Backup, V R P being Resiliency Platform, Net Backup, uh, Cloud Point, mm-hmm. you know a lot of these different technologies, right? And 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 I said this at the beginning of the of the of the, our yeah. uh, conversation that many customers have communicated that they love the reliability, the trust, the scale at which we address these data protection challenges and data management challenges. Would it be safe to say that in addition to all the great substance that, that, that we've kind of cultivated mm-hmm. our, you know, sort of um, background and our legacy of leadership mm-hmm. um, in these areas are now going to be almost epitomized by adding on mm. simple, intuitive yeah. And more integration from a user experience standpoint. So they get the yeah. best of both worlds, right? It's not just yeah. the facade, right? It's y- all yeah, the subsets yeah. that we're bringing to uh, and bringing and to light here in a I great way.
1: I love the way you're saying that too, because it 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 echoes a lot of the points that you know I know that we're working on in terms of taking what is fantastic and actually improving it by saying, looking at that essential piece of the closet. So hey, where we can automate, let's just automate. It's gonna feel like magic, right? Because things are just gonna be done for you. You're like, sweet, that Tuesday shirt just got cleaned for me, awesome. And it's hung back up in its place. That's what I want to see. So taking the great leadership that we have and the great product base that we have and improving it with these is, is, well, we've been testing with users, so I can say this with some authority. Their response is, this is fantastic. I love where we're going. I love what I'm seeing. This is really the kind of experience now, like you're just leveling it up and you're leveling it up.
0: That's great. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insights on philosophy and design and how that's impacting our customer experiences. And for our listenership and for our customers in particular, Uh, The timeline is short to see (laughs) all of this stuff. It's coming really soon. The best advice I could give you is to follow our social channels for more information. Uh, Some of our flagship products, as you mentioned, uh, Killian, these are going to be heavily influenced by the work that you and your team are doing and that our customers should expect to see this very, very soon. So with that, um, thanks again for listening. Until the next episode of The Voice of Veritas, I'm Alex Akaguchi, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.